0: Welcome to the Pulse That Moves the Triangle World today. This one-size-fits-all broadcast is a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, helpful tips, what's trending, events, and boundless other adventures. It's a conversation pit of comedians, politicians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innspreffer.
1: Hi, friends. Most people know that Cary, North Carolina is on just about every list for the best of this and the best of that, including best place to live. You may not know those stats, but for sure if you have ever been to downtown Cary, you know of Sheila Ogle and her Victorian pink house that parades itself on Academy Street. The old gal, and I'm talking about the Victorian house here, not Sheila, Has a story to tell. And we're going to be focusing on that today. But first, a quick snapshot of her owner, Forever Young, Sheila Ogle. Sheila is one of the most prominent business leaders, philanthropists, and supporters of the town of Cary, and certainly has played a role in some of its accolades. Just a few examples of her lifetime accomplishments include founding member of the Cary Community Foundation and Cary Women's Giving Network, owner of the Cary Innovation Center, former owner of the historical Cary Landmark, the Matthews House, first woman inducted into the UNC Advertising Hall of Fame, recipient of the Cary's Chamber Small Business of the Year Award. Wake County Community College trustee, oh my goodness, and I could go on and on, but then we would have no time to get to the meat of our show, her book, The Pink House, circa 1830, A Love Story. In a spirited and playful voice, The Pink House tells her story from her beginnings as a 19th century railroad man's home on the edge of town to her prime spot on Academy Street today. Ogle masterfully replaced for us the history of her pink house from the house's perspective, taking a step-by-step through the difficult decision of renovating an old home that some saw simply as firewood. That is sad, but happy ending. Welcome, Sheila.
0: Mary, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I am so excited to be able to talk about the pink house in downtown Kerry and what's been going on.
1: Well, it's so great to have you, and let's start by first talking about the house when it was just a dilapidated memory of greatness and how you came to get involved in its restoration and ownership.
0: Well, honestly, I'd never thought about restoring an old house, but I was standing down at the post office one day, which is within viewing distance of the Carrie Pink House, and I looked at it, and something just called to me and some force made me walk up to this house and look in the door, and from that moment on, the rest was history.
1: Well, I'm so glad you did it, because now it is just a gem, And Carrie, um, The book that you wrote is in the words of the house, not yours. Why did you take that approach?
0: Well, since the time that I first looked at this old house, the house and I had sort of become one. And um, the house is me, and I am the house. And when I thought about the opportunity to share the history of the house with my family and the public, it just seemed the right thing to do was to let the house tell the story.
1: Now, this book has something for everyone. Architecture, mystery, romance, history. Let's talk first about its architecture. It was truly a treasure hunt for you, finding gems like beadboard ceilings covered in tile and pine floors hidden underneath modern alternatives. Tell us about that a little bit.
0: Well, you know, originally the house sat on the back part of the property. And when it was moved to the front of Academy Street, it was in Greek Revival architecture. When Reverend John White bought the house and added all the Queen Anne influence to it, it really began to take on a love and a a sort of a life of its own. As we were restoring the house, we found so many things, like um, in the dining room, the beautiful heart pine floors were covered with layers and layers of linoleum.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Gosh, gross green shag carpet that was so popular in the early 50s. And once we pulled all of that up, here were these lovely hard pine floors underneath that had been preserved for all of those years. And it was truly a treasure. And then upstairs, we found, I didn't even know what they were called, but later I found out they were called hub cap ceiling lights. And they were just sort of thrown around into the debris that we found in the house. And we had those restored. And, um, and so they are shining brightly in our upstairs foyer. So it was things like that that we found that were such treasures that had just been thrown away.
1: Yeah, it's amazing what people do over the years to modernize and when the the true value is keeping things as are sometimes. Um, oh,
0: I know. You know, with those light fixtures, back at the turn of the century, it was really a status symbol to be able to have electricity in your house. And so people had put these big old light bulbs in those little fixtures, and they just oh. looked awful. <laughs> so I I'm some little track lights that make them look a lot more delicate and a lot, lot prettier for our house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the other thing about your book is you include a lot of historical references, like talking about Prohibition and Model 4s and Pierce arrows. I love that you included some history.
0: Well, I thought it was important. Um, as I said, I originally thought that this book would just be... Um, really a, a good thing for my family and um I wanted to know them to know a little bit about the history of Carrie and what was popular back in those days. And so I do believe that there was a Pierce Arrow sitting in this garage that is now the front part of the property. And there were so many things in there um, talking about the restoration of our house versus the restoration of the lovely Page Walker Arts and History Center, which is down the street, that has also been restored. And we really feel like that we have a certain affinity for each other because the house and the Page Walker Arts and History Center were both dilapidated and just thrown away for nothing, and they are just beautiful architectural structures, and when I talk about, you know, um, like when Mayor Rude lived in this house, and I could just picture them having these big political meetings in this house, and it was just so exciting to me, because that, since I've dabbled a little bit in, in politics, and with the Carry downtown, carry development, everything. I could just see all these people sitting around, you know, probably smoking cigars and <laughs> talking big stuff about what was going on in the town. And you know, it was just exciting for me to be able to learn about those some of those things.
1: That that's very cool. I I want you to tell the folks the story about the Christmas now. Carol, uh, who is Sheila's husband, and like just the i'm a, I mean, the man behind the plan kind of thing. Carol, I should just just interject very quickly. It is a love story between Carol and her you know her husband Carol, and Sheila. And he just lived to put a smile on Sheila's face. Even taking on this enormous renovation was amazing. But he did something special for you for c- the first Christmas, and the house wasn't even done. Will you tell us about that, which is also included in the book, by the way?
0: Oh, I would love to tell that because that's one of my very favorite memories. You see, it took me almost two years to drag Carol into loving this house as much as I did. But once he got into it, he was all in. And um, we were living out in another house at the time. And he came home one one day and he said, you know, I think we need to have some Christmas wreaths on the front porch. Of the house, and I w- would like for us to have a Christmas tree there. And I said, Carol, are you crazy? <laughs> There's no way we can have a Christmas tree in that house. We don't even have any electricity in there. I said, now I can do the wreath on the front porch, but a Christmas tree? No way. He said, Well, you just wait. And so, two or three nights later, he came home and he said, Come on, we're going to ride to downtown, Carrie. I want to show you something. So we got to the house and I looked up and I'm sorry I have to almost cry when I tell this.
1: Oh my goodness. But it I is looked, a very touching story.
0: Looked up and there in the on the second level, right in the middle of that beautiful window was a Christmas tree with lights on it and they were all lit up. And if you stood out on the street It looked exactly like somebody was living in that house because by then I had put two pretty Christmas trees on either side of the door and there was that Christmas tree all lit up. So I said, Carol, how in the world did we get light in there? Well, what he had done, he had what he always said. He had jerry-rigged a big extension cord. From that Christmas tree to the outside where the power box was for all of the equipment for renovating the house. And so that was our very first Christmas
1: in this old pink house. Oh that is that is just such a touching story and and all you husbands out there, you need to step it up because I know a lot of you complain about going down to the Christmas lot and getting a tree. So take a, take a lesson from Carol. Oh my gosh. That is really something. And that's, that's the great thing about this book is there's just. You know, it, I said it before, it has everything. Like, I love those little tidbits, those stories. Yeah, you could write a book, and you could put photos in it, and you could say, you know, it's from the 1830, and la, la, la. But Sheila really peppers it with all these touching stories and fun stories, a lot of humor, all kinds of things. And, you know, really, thanks to you and Carol, this former 19th century eyesore is now qualified in carries National Register Historic District And I understand you also won an award from Capital Area Preservation.
0: Well, we did. Um, Several years ago, we were honored with um, being given the very prestigious Anthemian Award, which is um, an award that Capital Area Preservation bestows upon a historical, we call it sometimes a hysterical um, (laughs) (laughs) renovation for for a house that is brought back to its former beauty. And so we were quite honored to um, have received the Anthemian Award from them. And um, it was given to us that night. I am not, can't remember now how they still do that, but I know that it was given to us down in the old Senate chambers at the, at the Capitol. So that was quite an honor for us.
1: So, why were you compelled to write the book, Sheila? Well, you know,
0: I had never even thought about writing a book. The only thing I had ever written was an advertising or a marketing plan. And that was very straightforward and definitely no humor in it. But it just came to me one day, as so many things do from God that I needed to record the history and the renovation of this house and what a very special man Carol was so that his family would be able to treasure that memory forever. And so with that, I started just sort of hunting and pecking on the computer. And thence came the first I guess, draft of my book, and that was where you and I, Mary, became friends when I asked you if you would possibly read this draft and see if there was anything there that I needed to continue with. And so from there, with your encouragement, came the Carrie Pinkhouse book.
1: Well, you know, friends out there, we are in for a treat because Sheila will now read from the book, So I invite you all to relax, loosen your corsets, grab some sugar plums, and prepare for gingerbread whispers from a time many have thought was left behind.
0: All righty. Well, as I have been chattering, we will start now. Well, would you look at me just chattering on, completely forgetting my manners. Come on in. The door is open. Have a seat maybe a rocker on the front porch, or just pick a room where you can enjoy a cup of tea or a glass of wine. Be prepared to open your hearts and minds to my story, the story of a house that was brought back to life by the people who love me. Here I'll share with you my life before I became the Victorian lady that I am today, We will chat about how I looked back then and explore stories about people who lived with me when Carrie was merely a crossroads. You may shed a tear or two when I tell you about the homeless people who came to live within me, and surely you will laugh when I tell you about the very first Christmas after my restoration. As you read, you'll take note of the fact that I am very old. After all, I was born in 1830. With that in mind, my memory is not quite as keen or as sharp as it used to be, so some things I am sharing may not be entirely correct, and a date or two may be awful by a year or so. You'll allow me that, won't you? I promise I have been as factual as I could be, considering my age. So now come with me through the eyes of an old house and see how the many people, people who live on to this very day, found comfort and love in my old wooden bones. Walk with me through the years of history as I tell this story, which lives and breathes within my walls and within my soul. It's a story of happy times and heartbreaking times, as well as a love story like no other. We'll study the plans for a restoration, see the revisions unfold, and witness my resurrection from a dilapidated old lady to the Victorian queen. Few have known such honors as have been bestowed upon me to have the entire town of Cary, North Carolina, show up for a celebration of my 100th birthday at the annual Cary Lazy Days Festival. It is a story that needs to be shared, and maybe you too will feel the magic. That lives within me. So like I said, come on in and see what makes this old lady tick.
1: That is giving me goosebumps. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here and for sharing the story of the pink house. If you've ever drooled about getting inside the house, you will love the photos, especially the before and after shots included in the book. The Pink House Circa 1830, A Love Story, is available in downtown Cary at Ashworth's Drugstore. And everything's better monogrammed, or at CaryPinkHouse.com. That's CaryPinkHouse.com. Oh yes, and once you get the book, don't forget to solve the mystery of the lost shoes at the guest Ogle House. Sheila has shared her pink house for many community events, and there are two coming up in October. First up is Porch Chat with Representative Gail Adcock from District 41. Gail has been a nurse practitioner for 33 years, serves as the Chief Health Officer at SAS, and is currently running for a fourth term in the house. Welcome, Gail.
0: I'm delighted to talk with you today.
1: Well, I'm hoping you can give our listeners a preview of this porch chat you're doing at the Victorian Pink House.
0: I'd be, I'd love to do that. This is my only fundraising event in 2020, and it's the second event Sheila has graciously hosted for me at the Pink House over the years. You know, it's been challenging to plan campaign events this year. With the combined creative minds of Sheila, Liza Widel, and my great campaign team, We've planned a virtual event that will be fun and informative and raise money for my campaign just four weeks before the November 3rd election. My special guest is North Carolina Supreme Court Justice Cherry Beasley. Justice Beasley is the first African-American woman in the North Carolina Supreme Court's 200-year history to serve as Chief Justice. She's been on the state's highest court since 2012, and was named Chief Justice in March 2019. During my three terms in the North Carolina House, I voted against bills that I that I just knew in my heart were bad for our state, and each time I worried if our judicial branch would be able to keep bad policy from being implemented after becoming law. I know that Justice Beasley believes just as passionately as I do in having an independent judicial branch That administers justice fairly. So that night, Justice Beasley will speak about the importance of the judiciary from her experience as a state Supreme Court justice, as well as her past experience as an associate justice on the North Carolina Court of Appeals, as a district court judge, and as a public defender in Cumberland County. After her remarks, Justice Beasley will be able to answer some participant questions before she has to exit for another virtual event. That's when I'll make some brief comments about the legislature, about my term, about what's going on, and then I'll take questions from attendees on any subject for the remainder of the hour. I just know that the time is going to fly by. Well,
1: thank you for giving us that idea of what folks can uh, expect. Now, you know, when does it take place, and how do folks find out about it?
0: Uh, Well, thanks for asking for that. The virtual event is Monday, October 5th from 6 to 7 p.m. Details, including how to register, are at www.gayleadcock.com. Slash event, and that's Gale Adcock, G A L E A D C O C K dot com slash event. Once registered, you'll receive a Zoom link before October 5th, and it's not too late to be listed as a sponsor.
1: Well, that's good to know, and you know, I appreciate you spelling that out. It goes so quickly when people are listening, and um, you know, you got to get that right information, so that's good. Um, what we, what did we ever do before virtual opportunities existed?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'll tell you, you know, there's some downsides, of course, not being able to be together. But one of the upsides is these virtual events, people from all over the state can tune in and be part of it. And that's not something that really could happen before. You couldn't drive all the way from Boone. To spend an hour in carry at the pink house because it was just uh, time prohibitive, but now you can, and so I'm very excited about the possibilities of this virtual event.
1: Well, that's looking on the bright side of the whole uh, virtual. I know a lot of people struggle with it. In fact, we did a show about jobs and had a career specialist who said one of the things you need to do is make sure you can do, you know, the webinars and the you know the zooms and all the other. Um, virtual opportunities out there to succeed today. So sounds like you've got it down and it's something for folks to get, uh, take part in if they're interested. And I thank you so much for the information and being here.
0: Well, it's been a real pleasure to talk with you, Mary. Thank you for asking me.
1: Another Pink House event in October is Get Cooking with Sheila and Rub of the Warrior. Inspired by the men and women in the Special Operations Forces and the intelligence communities, Joni Myers created the Rub of the Warrior Company. Joni, welcome and tell us about this exclusive Facebook live stream event from the Pink House.
0: I'm very excited and thank you, Mary. And uh, my heartfelt thanks to Sheila and the Pink House for hosting our first, our inaugural warrior cooking event. And it is Wednesday, October seventh, at six thirty p.m. And in the hour show, we're going to be demonstrating different dishes with the two rubs I created, fierce and brave, and rub of the warrior. Rub of the warrior is the name of the company that I have that uh, basically was inspired by the special operations community and those that serve in the intelligence community. And it's a great way to celebrate gathering and really a a nice way to show some neat dishes that are easy, practical, fun, but wonderful. And so we're going to have Chef Ron and Chef Tiffany and Chef Michael cooking with Sheila and I in the pink house.
1: And did I understand that um, you were actually going to have some warriors with you? Yes,
0: absolutely. And that's what Warrior Chef Ron, Warrior Chef Tiffany, and Warrior Chef Michael. And so um Ron is going to be doing a rib with a bourbon conflict sauce that's made with our fierce and brave uh, rub. And then Tiffany is going to be um, preparing pancetta pizza with Rub of the Warrior. And uh, our chef, Michael, is going to be cooking chicken the warrior way.
1: You're making me hungry. You're making me hungry here. (laughs) So how do folks... uh, Well, we think it will
0: be a lot of fun.
1: It sounds like it will. Um, So how do folks get the live stream? Tell us about that process.
0: So you go on the Facebook page for the Pink House, and um, you can click on and Enter the program that way. Or you can go on um, the Rub of the Warrior page on Facebook. It's Rub of the Warrior. um, And uh, enter in that way. So easy, one way or another. And we'll also post it on the Rub of the Warrior um,
1: uh, website as well. And what is the website address?
0: It's www.rubofthewarrior.com.
1: Okay. Okay. Alrighty. Well, that sounds like an interesting event. What is also interesting to me is that you give back 10% of your profits to certain charities. You know, Joni, we always feature a nonprofit spotlight at the end of every Triangle 411 show. And it seems fitting today to have you take the reins on this and tell us all about the Rick Harema Foundation.
0: Thank you, Mary, and I very much appreciate that opportunity. I've been very honored to serve on the board of the Rick and Rama Foundation, and it's been one of my greatest privileges in my career. It's a organization that is headquartered and based out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. It's just a few miles outside of the gate of Fort Bragg, and the foundation has a 50-acre park for military families. It's an interactive park and helps support warriors and their families. Very, very few military organizations or not for profit support the active-duty soldier. And the Rick Harrema Foundation works to really support the whole family, especially in the base community like in Fort Bragg, where we have multiple commands that are rapid deployment commands. So the stressors upon the family are fairly significant, and the Rick Harama Foundation offers all sorts of programs and engagements, mostly in an outdoor activity area, and it's one of the the best, most wonderful ways to help support our national security and the incredibly courageous and brave men and women who defend us and are in harm's way every single day.
1: Well, what a worthy cause. Can you give the website, uh, people want to get involved, volunteer, donate?
0: Absolutely, and all of that. And we would love to have folks become and volunteer, help support our military community, and certainly donate. They are a platinum um, field uh, organization as well, and the website is www.rhfnow.org. The Red Karama Foundation.
1: Well, thanks for sharing that, and get cooking, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. Well, we hope you'll enjoy some rub of the warrior, if you're brave, and uh, enjoy a meal with someone.
1: Thank you. Well, it's time to high five and say goodbye. You can catch our stories on saving the planet, help for you if you have COVID nineteen or even a fun psychic artist episode on Pandora, Apple, iHeartRadio, or any major platform, or at our website, triangle411.buzzsprout.com. I'm Marianne Sprucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 be thoughtful.